episode 21 of Sounding Board. It's been a few weeks since our last recording, but we're happy to be back at this time of year, the autumn, that has always struck me as one of the most enjoyable to be a music fan. More on that later. I'm Rob Langham and I'm happy to welcome two brand new guests tonight, Maria Illit and Richie Wildsmith. Is that correct? The pronunciation? Eilet. Very sorry about that. I think I'll blame Oxford Music Scene, the newspaper, for that. From the other dramas, a duo from Oxford have just released a single, Radio, and are about to star at music festival Ritual Union, happening in the city on October the 21st. Ritual Union Festival was heavily plugged in the first of our interview pods with music promoter Simon Bailey of Future Perfect a few weeks ago, if you listen to that one. If you haven't, do see it out because it's really really interesting. Maria and Richie aren't the first actual musicians we've had on the pod and are following in the footsteps of Peter Lloyd aka Kid Kin who's also playing Ritual Union. I think she's on just before you I he think is, actually. Yeah yeah, library, yeah yeah and my pod co-founder Neil Kennedy of the Beckoning Fair Ones who's now departed to Yorkshire but we're hoping to get on the pod at some point. Maria, Richie, welcome. Oh thanks for having us. Yeah so no much. real pleasure. And today's recording will feature discussion of the recently awarded Mercury Music Prize, as well as the history of the event and prizes in general. But first, any anything that's caught your eye or that you've been up to musically in the last little while, folks? Well, we went to see the Cassell's album launch at the cellar, right, um, yeah. which was a great night. There was um, Lacuna Common, aka Filth, and uh, or formerly yeah. known as, who they say, uh, Fancy Dress that's Party. Yeah. Uh, it was a really great night. It was a great really- lineup. Great lineup, great night, great venue. We love the cellar. Yeah, and if people aren't aware of Cassells, they're from Chipping Norton, although they, they do, in most of their interviews, slag off Chipping Norton. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but they're pretty incendiary and they've got some really interesting lyrics. They have, they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're always yeah. interested in to see other two pieces as well, just yeah. for how they're, they're just so different from other two pieces. There's only two members, but how different is that band from other bands that only have two members? So yeah. we're really interested to see how other people make that work. Yeah, yeah, I haven't really got time to go into a lot of detail on that, but it's given me an idea already for a future pod, I think, mm. in which we can get you on and talk mm. about that like, dynamic, because mm. multitasking probably doesn't even begin to describe the, the, the end of it. From my point of view, I mean, I just wanted to ask you about the Ritual Union Festival without wishing to bang on about it too much. I mean, it's great for you guys to be on the bill. What mm. slot are you on, is it? We are, is it half past half one? Half past one. Yeah, yeah, and the library is like you know, a pretty small venue on County yeah. Road. So I think if you want to get down and see the other drums, I think you probably got to get there a little bit in advance, which is yeah. great because that means you'll see Kid Kin. Yeah, so, it all yeah. begins about midday. So yeah, yeah. So it's an all-day Saturday event, as I said, on October the 21st. And uh, how did it come about, the uh, appearance? Did you get approached or did you... For Rich Union, well, it all sort of came from our single launch, which was also at the library back right. in July, yeah. which was Future Perfect yeah. event. And that went really well, and we we love the library as a venue as well. Yeah. It's a really nice, small, intimate venue, and it suits our type of music. You can get such a good atmosphere and a really good vibe there so it's great to play as well yeah it's invariably free to get in as yeah well, usually it is yeah, yeah mm. it's a it's a great it's a great venue we really like it so and we like going to see bands there as well mm. and it was then that we were talking to simon afterwards and i think because he saw us there yeah had an idea about us doing ritual union yeah sounds good and tell us a bit more about the single as well which you released when was that was it earlier in the summer wasn't it yeah it was yeah. July early July yeah, early yeah. July. yeah. Yes. and is it a double A side or is radio the main song yeah we started out with radio <laughs> being the main yeah. song but yeah, we liked the other song a lot it came out really well yeah so we usually sort of... when you're recording you kind of think one thing's going to work and then something else works that you maybe didn't think would work as well so yeah. as we were working on it we 
sort of decided that well actually this is more like a double A because we've just yeah. liked both the songs <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, so. yeah they did a great job down at Safe House Studios where we recorded it Kit and Mike down there yeah yeah, they do quite a lot of local yeah. kind of yeah. recording don't they so. absolutely brilliant they're great to work with they're absolutely brilliant yeah. So, yeah, got a and good result inevitable question uh, what's next on the recording mm. front are you giving it a breather or are you going to bring an album out or we're another gonna, EP we're back to Safe House <coughs> yeah. and uh, we're going to see how it goes and just pick another two songs because that pace really worked for us previously we'd done four track EPs mm. but this time we thought we'd try a two track yeah. single yeah. and that seemed to really work for how I write and yeah. and the timings of things and mm. so we're going to do another two songs yeah Maybe early next year, bring it out maybe I early next possibly, year. Yeah. yeah, sounds good. Yeah, mm. got a kid. I mean, Pete, when he was on from Kid Kim, said, you know, keeping busy is quite important. I know mm. you do play live quite a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, to my shame, I actually haven't seen you yet, but I probably shouldn't <laughs> admit that, but we're certainly going to be along, you know, at the at the library yeah, uh, great. In, a, in 10 days' time or whenever it is. So that's good. Okay, well, after this break, we're going to be plunging into the world of the Mercury Music Prize. <laughs> Right, tonight, as promised, we're going to be looking at the Mercury Music Prize, which I think has been going for about 25 years now, and is currently sponsored by Hyundai. This year, the prize went to Process, the album from Sampha, who's a man who's worked with a lot of the really big names in music, Kanye West, Beyonce, Drake, I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than that mm. at the moment, and then sort of carried home the laurels by winning the award which was which was given out, I think, in sort of mid-September. So it's a little while since it was given out, but I think we've had a little bit of time to kind of, you know, assess what happened. And we're going to talk about the shortlist, previous winners, the whole notion of prizes, etc. But first of all, the Sampha album. Thoughts on it as a winner? Do you think it was a worthy winner, folks? I, I hadn't heard of um, his music before, so it was really yeah. interesting for me to listen to. And the song um, that he played, No One Knows Me Like the Piano, I just thought it was a really beautiful piece and a great yeah. idea for a song of how you might keep all your all your thoughts and worries and inside but when you're writing that that instrument knows your inner thoughts yeah I thought, what a lovely idea and you know i wouldn't have i wouldn't have heard that probably if it wasn't for the mercury prize yeah yeah i mean well they say that i think it's sort of you know quadruple more than quadruples i think it some albums have had like 400 times the sales yeah. you know, when they've won that doesn't hurt does it no no well you know fingers crossed for next year if you get the album out in time but yeah i agree i mean it's uh, that is a beautiful song mm. i mean my feeling was it's very much a very much an album of its time i think mm. i mean i think it's kind of influenced by a lot of the key u.s artists of the moment so mm. Whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. I mean, I didn't find it sort of that exciting, but I would probably be the first to admit it's not really the type of music mm. I listen to tremendously much. How about mm. you, mm. folks? Yeah, it's not usually. Um, I've heard the song a lot on the radio, and it's one of those songs It's this nice... I, I do like it, yeah. but I wouldn't usually go out and buy that. But. Yeah, yeah, and I'm the same. I mean, I can appreciate it. I mean, it's sort of possibly... It seems to have a little bit more to it than, you know, some of the stuff 
not James Blake that his album his latest album we reviewed that like a few months ago and we mm. none of us on the panel that night enjoyed that that much and mm. then you know going but going back to the start of the decade I mean the hyperdub label you know some of the stuff released in London it's sort of a little bit reminiscent of that mm. so I mean I think it's from Sierra Leone originally but I think mm. it sort of grew up in the UK so mm. yeah I mean there's a lot of electronic wizardry and production I think you know there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in the background but quite interestingly I think like the the uh, the reviews I mean I'm not that I'm obsessed with reviews although some people would say I perhaps am you know varied quite dramatically and and the quietest in particular were quite critical of it and thought it was a bit too glossy um yeah so although they they do like queuing up to have a have a pop at things but I rather thought that might be one of the things they might kind of like out of a perverse sense of you know perversity for want of a better word <laughs> I think sometimes with the Mercury that you know they, they're sort of really keen to kind of embrace the mainstream mm. I mean famously when M People won it years ago I mean I think since that's been kind of lampooned a bit particularly <laughs> compared to what else was on the shortlist that yes. year but you know they're very anxious I think to 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 not be an indie getter yeah or, not exclude yeah. yeah but I think in showing that anxiety sometimes they overreach and Mm. maybe go for something that's just pap and I certainly wouldn't put it in that category I think there's a lot of thought gone into a Mm. lot of preparation but Mm. I don't know whether it really stand out that much mm. for me but that's that's just me mm. I think you yeah know, and, and no I, I think you you sort of said it when you said it's of its time yeah 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 there's been that kind of like burbly kind of electronica mm. sort of and uh sort of you know auto-tuned vocals kind of mm. thing going on for quite a while now I think I think mm. probably last three or four years mm. so it's certainly if you haven't heard the other dramas folks it's uh, certainly pretty different from your music it's <laughs> fair to say of all the bands you've been in this is an aside have they all you know you've generally sort of ploughed a kind of uh, rock and indie kind of furrow or have you done other stuff as well electronica and I was in a, did, yeah, I was in a before. band called Elliot um, right. with a producer, a very talented producer called Jim Elliot, um, London producer, yeah. um, who went on to produce for Kylie Minogue and oh, really, yeah, yeah. Sort of glossy pop stars. Right. So that was that was along the electronica stream. Yeah, I didn't didn't play guitar in that one. That was quite different. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. I learned a lot about um, uh, songwriting and production and things. So. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. nice to branch out a bit. And I know yeah. my fellow Potter, Neil, with his original band, Dallas Don't, were very kind of like rocky, you know, mm. like, and then like with the Beckoning Fair ones, they had a guy, Pete Harris, who did the keyboards and it's, it's, it sort of gave it a different dimension. Mm. So it's nice to mm. try different things. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody would begrudge Sam for the award. But I mean, mm. looking at the, the shortlist, I mean, I felt there were a few other acts that were in that kind of broad, you know, for want of a better mm. word, that HMV would call it urban categories yeah. so Loyal Carner and Jay Huss and some yeah. for himself of course was there anything that you you from the shortlist picked out and thought oh yeah that that, that would have been my favourite or the one I would there like. was a couple wasn't there we love the big moon we love yeah. the big moon we think they're great and they're, yeah they're um, playing is it Wednesday the so we're going to see them. That's the 18th of October. Yeah. I should be there myself. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. So you can't wait for that one. Perfect. Yeah. Event. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I'm really looking forward to that. I yeah. mean, we reviewed that album in our kind of Britpop kind of special mm. a few months ago, and and you know, two of us at any rate, I think, gave it quite a big thumbs up. I mean, I, I think it's yeah. a great album. Yeah. 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 It's a lot yeah. of fun, isn't it? It's really good. Yeah. yeah. And would you say that the Britpop comparisons have been made are kind of fair, or do you think it sort of moves a bit beyond that? You know. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Um, I mean, that's that's being used a lot now with 
quite a few other bands that sort of indie nineties indie yeah. Yeah. is becoming another genre of its own now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I think that's you know you can say that's an influence, but they are their own thing, aren't they? Yeah. So. And who else did you like from the nominees? Um, we like glass animals, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, we rooting for them. Yeah, yeah local yeah. heroes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Blossom's a decent band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We quite like them. Yeah. Um, one band that we'd not heard of before, Dinosaur, were quite an interesting. Yeah, I <laughs> love them. Jazz. Yeah, really? Yeah. So it's a jazzy thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I must admit, yeah. shockingly unprepared for the podcast, but I didn't actually <laughs> listen to any of their music. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> they yeah. did a great live performance, didn't they? It's just, yeah, we yeah. had to listen to them before a week or so before, and just sort of going through some of the bands we'd not heard of before, and it, I wasn't expecting what I heard from them. It was, but yeah. it was a great performance as well on the show. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, they were yeah. they were very good, but in a completely different kind of way to the bands that we like like Glass Animals and Big Men yeah I mean it's nice I think going back and I'm going to talk about the history about it in a minute but I remember when Ronnie Size and Represent won Mm. it and Talvin Singh you know they were two kind of really interesting Mm. choices that were great I thought Mm. really really good and really deserving yeah Uh, certainly Ronnie Size was representing kind of drum and bass at the time which is a really kind of original form of British music I think did Mm. need kind of you know publicizing i mean uh, one of the things about the mercury that and the shortlist that was a bit annoying for me is mm. that you know they, they come sometimes can be a bit late to the table so i mean the presence mm. of say alt j and the xx on i, I thought both mm. of them have done really good work in the past particularly the xx with their mm. first album i just don't think either of those albums is that amazing mm. and it just seems it's almost like a mm. lifetime achievement kind of award <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, rather than we, we reviewed the xx album in our january podcast this year and we generally thought it was fine but mm. not not really up to their mm. sort of top standard mm. um and then i haven't even mentioned ed sheeran is he? <laughs> <laughs> i mean one review i of the of the prize suggested that he's so culturally significant as to become kind of unignorable i mean mm. which i think is possibly an argument that's a, that's a good mm. argument yeah, yeah. That's a good point isn't it but yeah. i don't know yeah. you know it's not my cup of tea i would certainly no. say that yeah. No, no, yeah. but yeah, that's 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 a good way of looking at it. I mean, he's done so much, and he is everywhere. Yeah, and he didn't get nominated for his first. Was it his first two first albums? Two. Yeah, and then yeah. he sort of nominated for this one, which seemed a bit of a shock to him when he was interviewed. Why now, kind of thing. But, yeah, um, but yeah, he's become so big. So maybe they didn't want to, like you say, ignore that he's been quite significant and he's been very successful. Fair enough, but well, not really. Not really. <laughs> <That's what laughs> <you mean. laughs> I mean, and then I think Stormzy was was nominated, and and maybe because Skepta had won the year before, you know, mm. that maybe felt they didn't want to give it to kind of you know mm. a grime for want of a better mm. description artist two years in a row. But mm. I mean, I did think the Stormzy album actually, from what I've heard of it, did seem to be a little bit more interesting and full throttle mm. than the Sampler one. So mm. if you're going to give it to sort of some urban music like that, then that might. Slightly more deserving case, you know, yeah, a bit well, more um, hard hitting. What, what Stormzy was, well, yeah, yeah. He's one of those people who are not usually fans of, but watching the, watching him, it was great performance. Watching his album cover just sort of just comes come alive. alive. Yeah, <laughs> I know amazing. it's pretty, it pretty great yeah. good, great yeah. stuff. And again, like kind of really interesting without wanting to be too flag waving, like British music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about the worth of these awards in a minute. But looking back on the the previous sort of Mercury prizes. Any sort of personal favourites among the among the winners down the years? 
on your yeah. winners. Yeah, the winners. Um, when did Primal Screech? Did they win the first one? They won the very first one oh, in '92. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. A band that we like. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. PJ Harvey, I'm a bit oh, proud. Yeah. She's, yes. she's one of the only per- people to do it twice, oh, isn't, yeah, she, she, so. isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, quite a quite an achievement. Mm. Uh, um, Pulp, Porter said. I think mm. you got the ones I was going to mention. Yeah. Really, I mean, you know, which is going to bring me on to a question there later on, really, which is. I wonder whether it was the golden age was the 90s, really. I mean, it's hard to tell at the time, isn't it? It might be that this list is going to be seen as a golden age when we look yeah. back on it. But mm. if you look at the 95 list, we had like Dummy from Portishead, definitely maybe Oasis and Oasis, you know, take them or leave them a bit. But, you know, an album with considerable power, I think. Yeah. Tricky's Max and K, which seems a bit of a classic. Leftism by Leftfield and the Elastica album. I mean, that's like... Mm. five of the nominees that year I think probably kind of hard-boiled classics and there's probably other stuff and then I think 92 Screamadelica we we talked about that which we we actually on one of our early pods did a kind of 25 year retrospective on that Mm. which is definitely one of my favourite all-time albums and Dummy by Portishead I mean Mm. that's just a magnificent album in terms of real innovation at the time Um, and then I've got I mean there's others that I think really brought something new to the table. Anthony and the Johnsons in 2005, I think, was really interesting. I think the Young Fathers mm. album in 2014, it was really good mm. to see that win mm. as well. So, but, but I think, yeah, they probably are slightly more in the 90s, or that's maybe just because I'm old, <laughs> I don't know, you know, in terms of the really good ones. Was there anything, did you have a chance, I mean, don't worry if you didn't, but did you have a chance to look back on some of the kind of, the, the the nominees in previous years and anything that really sort of stood out. Yeah, I re- I'm a really big Slaves fan. Oh right, yeah. Been nominated and that got me thinking. I wonder how many two piece bands have been nominated. Oh, but not yeah. many. Yeah, certainly none have won it. But yeah, I was really pleased they got nominated. And that was the same year as um, Gaz Coombs as well. Yeah, was yeah. nominated for Matador. So yeah, two good nominees. That was there. only was that just last year? I think it was was it last year or the year before? I can't. So, so you've just you just had introduced one of the topics that kind of me being a bit anal gets my go, and that's like this kind of mid year to mid year. Yeah, I do find that yeah. a little bit unsatisfactory. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't say you're the winner for a given year for that year. No, yeah, yeah, I know. So, so um, I mean, like I said, I mean some of the previous winners. I mean, there's been an attempt to kind of escape the indie ghetto but I think possibly as I said sometimes they've messed it up a bit and mm. the things that have won haven't been great like the M People album but then again like I said Talvin Singh Ronnie Size stuff like that was all, mm. all exemplary and they they always have like one album that's a completely obscure it's probably the dinosaur one this year yeah. that's yeah, like a completely yeah. obscure kind of yeah. jazz thing that everybody's yeah. saying who yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, mm. uh, so yeah really interesting and so what about you know, without wishing to put the boat boot in, or is there anything that now looks a bit ridiculous that, that won it? You know, <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think there is. There's still a few looking at the list of winners. The few that I still haven't heard of, actually. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then the rest of them are all sort of pretty decent bands: Arctic Monkeys, Claxons, Elbow. Yeah. Or, mm. Yeah. Franz Ferdinand won it. Yeah, I mean, Not I think messed. I think I would say probably like. Nothing outrageously misplaced, but I think yeah. sort of possibly, I mean, an album that I did like a lot of the time, Gomez's Bring It On, which oh, went in 98, yeah. fine, but I don't know whether it's a kind of really 
path breaking yeah. kind of album. It's certainly very, very kind of Americana kind of influence, wasn't it? And, yeah. You know, um, you know, enjoyable, but looking at it now, you think, yeah. yeah. Hardly era defining, and then I, I I picked out a couple of slightly weird nominees in '93. Sting's Ten Summoners Tale, <laughs> Tales was picked out. I'm sure it's fine, but, but you know, I'm sure it didn't really need the attention. And one other's Oh, the Thrills, So Much for the City. I always got the impression, yeah, I got the impression they were from Ireland, and I don't know whether that counts again, like being a bit anal, you know, if you're from south of the border. But we shall see. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think, was it? Forgotten about them. Yeah, it's UK and Ireland, isn't it? And I think it guys, must be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it must be. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I was going to ask another question about that in a minute, but yeah, I think I think overall, I mean, my feeling about it is, you know, looking at that prize just as is, you know, a lot of decent albums. I was looking through the list of you know twelve, ten to twelve nominees, I think, every year for twenty five years, and you look down at it and you think lots of ticks, where you think, oh yeah, lots of good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, personally, I think I'd give it a a, a, a tentative thumbs up but I mean how do you feel about kind of awards and these kind of things in general do you think it's important or yeah I do think it's important actually just to sort of highlight people like like we sort of said maybe we don't necessarily agree with judges decisions but it's a it's a tough job you can't get it bang on for everybody can you really I guess so no. I suppose the idea just to kind of highlight a, a group of artists that are doing something at that particular time I think can only be a good thing really to bring more sort of obscure things to people's minds or you know just didn't I mean there's so much out there it's very difficult to kind of sometimes pick up on things that are little scenes that are bubbling under and going on it's quite yeah. hard to find sometimes so I think they're I think they're relevant definitely yeah I mean I, I I tend to agree I mean as a punter I mean I find them interesting because they highlight stuff that I might not have heard and mm. maybe inspire me to go out and get stuff I remember the mm. enemy I think they still do it but back when they were a bit more relevant you know they do their kind of top 50 albums of the year and yeah you know there'd always be like a few like right up in the top 10 that you'd think oh, i haven't heard that yeah and i've got some real you know albums i absolutely love on the back of that yeah and then lastly you know with some of the online tastemakers you know like pitchfork and that you know i mean it's even easier now as you just go onto youtube and or, or wherever or spotify and check out you know some yeah. of the stuff that's highlighted on there so yeah so I think that's a, a good purpose, you know, for for them, really. Yeah. It's, just, it's just as useful, actually, to find out what you don't like. Sometimes I find, you know, an album of an artist and you think, well, actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm not too keen on how they did that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just as interesting to to find that sort of thing out as well. Yeah, no, totally, yeah. Mm. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the mid-year to mid-year format. I mm. think that's just me. I mean, the national specific thing, we talked about it being UK and Ireland, I mean, is it... The Booker Prize, for, you know, has been extended and has embraced Americans now and, and mm. indeed everyone. Mm. Is there a case for it being global or do you think there's some worth in there being like kind of a British and Irish award? I quite like it being mm. as it is, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just a real, you know, to celebrate what there is out there. Yeah, yeah I think I'm with you because I yeah. think the danger is America being a much bigger country that could yeah. get swamped by, you know, Beyonce could win it you yeah. know, three or four times and then, yeah. you know, there's still a feeling that it's rewarding to a degree, apart from Sting, maybe kind of up, <laughs> up and coming, <laughs> up and coming artists. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, I think it's good. The prize money, just to remind people, is twenty five k, which, uh, uh, I mean, you know, I'm sure it it comes very welcome as a welcome mm. thing to people. But 
I don't know, in some ways it's given the publicity and everything, you wonder whether it could be a bit higher and whether mm. he and I should be maybe putting a bit more in mm. the pot, I don't know. You know, Maybe yeah. for all the nominees, I don't know if they get anything as well, but of course right. they get the publicity, don't they? Yeah. 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 I wonder if it's always been that amount. I don't know actually how much it's been in the past. Mm. It's been going a few years. I don't think it's been much different from that. You could up it a bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, here you go, Hyundai. <laughs> anyway, that's an interesting discussion of, of the Mercury Prize. Uh, after this break, we're going to be looking at the album of the month which is a few weeks after it's been released but lcd sound systems american dream right welcome back as promised we're going to be talking about lcd sound systems fourth album which is american dream folks thoughts on the album it's been out a few weeks now so mm. apologies because the site delay in recording the podcast but what, what, what did you think <laughs> Well, it's it's an artist actually that I'm not I wasn't really that familiar with. Yeah. So kind of reading up on it, he's had a a break. So this is this is the first album since quite a long break, isn't it? Yes. And yeah. Saying like this is no more. We're not going to do any more albums. So, but now he's come back with this sort of comeback album. Yeah. Um, there was a definitely a strong Bowie influence. I thought. Yeah. Ly- lyrically and you know. Um, some sort of references to Berlin and mm-hmm. things like that in there. So, yeah. so that that certainly came through. Definitely, even on like the first listen. Yeah, for me. Yeah. How about you, Richie? What did you think of it? I don't think it's the kind of thing I would normally buy, but you know, we listened to it, and it was it was a bit of a mixture. Really, some songs didn't really do anything. Maybe a bit too long, but yeah. there was some. There were some really good songs on it as well. I mean, he certainly. I think he likes a, a long kind of you know mm. track that kind of builds up. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a lot of controversy with that coming back thing. Really, was he? Mm. He did have a massive going away Madison Square mm. Garden kind of concert. That yeah. I think you know tickets were going for like several hundred dollars and mm. things like that. And that's always a controversial yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah, I picked that up actually. Yeah. Some of the sort of reviews and comments and things mentioned that, and yeah. and fans being a little bit split with yeah. the sort of uh, reception to this. I think to the time, I think he he he, he definitely was genuine in the wish mm. to give up. So it's not yeah. a question of cynicism and thinking, "Well, we'll collect the money now and I'll reemerge." Mm. I mean, I think he's definitely kind of a genuine good guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. I think I'm prepared to forgive him. I mean, actually, the only time I've seen them live was a few years ago at Brixton, and I was actually a bit disappointed, uh, mm. uh, given that most people feel that you know, they just rave about them when mm. they've seen them. But admittedly, I've been out all day after a Christmas lunch and in Abingdon, and I made my way up to London and didn't come on to 11 o'clock at night. So after 10 hours of drinking, you know, I showed too much lunch. bravado. Yeah. Um, possibly wasn't quite in the mood for it. But, uh, not ideal conditions. No. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when you say not heard of them, I mean, I have to say, you know, they're not, they're not Beyonce levels. I mean, they're not kind of, you know, culturally ubiquitous. Uh, I mean, I would say that they're, they're well known in kind of alternative music circles, yeah. particularly in the US. But mm. I, mean, I wouldn't say that you know they're they're kind of you know just the kind of people that's just outrageous if you've not heard of them. I mean, I think mm. they're still kind of a edgy enough to be a kind of fringe interest. Yeah. But you know, I think I think I, I love them. I mean, I think they're one of my favourite bands of the last mm. you know ten fifteen years, and uh, I've written a piece for the top of most website about my favourite 10 tracks of theirs which came out earlier this year so mm. before this album 
And without wishing to sound harsh, I I just wonder whether the album, and we'd like to get some feedback on Twitter about this, actually, from some of the people who regularly listen. I just wonder whether it's maybe just about the weakest of the four they've released. Uh, it doesn't sound like you guys have listened to them enough, but I, I, I mean, the other, Sound of Silver in particular, the second one, I think, for me, is their career high point. And this is not in any way to say that this is rubbish, because it really isn't. It's very, very mm. good. But I just don't know whether it's quite as good as what's mm. gone before. There isn't a, a killer track, like two of their killer tracks from the past, to Daft Punk is playing at my house and mm. North American Scum, which were kind of real, kind of standout, kind of rousting kind of tracks. Mm. And I I just I just don't know whether they've matched that at any point on this album. Mm. So so you know it's it's very much a kind of mood album where there's kind of long yeah. tracks and its lyrics are very personal, aren't they? Yeah, so, yeah. 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 I mean he had a great track on at the end of Sound of Silver, his second album called New York I Love You, which and you're bringing mm. me down, which is seen as a classic of the time, mm. which was a slow one. Mm. He hasn't got quite I'm not sure if he has one of those on this album. I'm gonna have to go mm. back and listen. But mm. but um anything in the instrumentation that interested you, you know, it's, it's quite a mixture of guitars and electronica. It isn't is, it? yeah, it was a real mixture, wasn't it, of of different kind of um influences and was it? Um, he was on Jules Holland recently yeah. as well, so we got to have we a got sort to of watch look at how they yeah. would do it live as well, which I always find quite interesting to see how people take, you know, what comes first, see how the studio album comes to life. I think that's how that's when it clicks in my head. Ah, oh, right, okay, that's that's what they're doing. Yeah, when I sort of see it and I see them. Yeah, see I mean, you as musicians, I mean, I'm tone deaf, so I've mean, no idea. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think yeah, you you know, I think that is. You know that must be really interesting. Yeah, and to see him performing it as well, I think yeah. that's um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. As I said, folks listening Twitter, uh, you know, at Sounding Board sixty nine. If you want to get back to us and say what you think, I mean, I think Ben, my fellow pod co founder, I'm sure he'll have some opinions on this for sure because <laughs> I think they're one of his favourites. <laughs> and uh, Pete Harris, who who's in Beckoning Fair ones as well, I think I know he's very influenced by them. It's he his keyboard stuff. So um, yeah, I just like to hear what people think. Really, I think it's very easy to have like an immediate reaction to an album on the day it comes out. <laughs> I, I bought this on the day it came out, and I rarely do that. But if I like a band enough, I'll do that. <laughs> And I'm thinking back to the 90s when Massive Attacks album, I think the third one, came out. And, and I remember like, I was in HMB on Oxford Street and like literally everybody in the queue was buying mm. the album. And I think this be, it was so keenly anticipated and at the time. It was, oh, this is magnificent. And then, you know, maybe a year or two later, it was like, well, no, this is very good, but mm. it's not maybe as good as their other albums. Mm. And I think this is, might be what the verdict will be on LCD sound system ultimately on this album so um, that's me being very opinionated on the subject (laughs) anyway that's an interesting discussion on the Mercury Prize and also LCD sound system I just wanted to thank you guys for coming in again. Um, have you got any gigs coming up at all? We are. Apart from Ritual Union. Oh, apart from Ritual Union. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything hangs on Ritual Union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's the only one that we've got at the moment. That's the one oh, that yeah. we're focusing on, definitely. So are you going to kind of give it a break until the new year for other other ones? We or? might do, yeah. We're, yeah. A couple yeah, of little things cool. in our mind, but nothing confirmed yet. Yeah, and so. have, you played, have you played outside Oxford at all? Or, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. played around... Berkshire and Buckinghamshire and right. yeah. down south in Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. And all yeah, and all around Oxfordshire. Mm. Any favourite um, venues? I mean you mentioned you liked the library earlier on. Yeah. 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 Do you mean favourite venues in Oxford? To play or, just or, or anywhere, anywhere, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, library and the cellar. 
mm. uh, favourites. We love the Bullingdon as well. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? So, and I should say at this point that the cellar, which since we last recorded has gone through this massive crisis mm. that it might shut down, which is a great venue just off mm. Market in Oxford, has been saved. So mm. you know, that is, that's yeah. tremendous news, thanks to a huge mm. petition. Talent application's been withdrawn, hasn't it? Yeah, so. which is great. They were going to replace it with more shops yeah. for some reason. Yeah. It just seems mm. ridiculous. So that's yeah. just great news for local music in Oxford. And yeah. well done for everyone listening, which I'm sure is almost everyone for signing the mm. petition because I think it just shows you really what you can help, bring about it? with that kind of information anyway thanks very much for listening we should be back fairly soon with the second of our interview pods with a local DJ uh, talking about kind of running club nights and things so watch out for that one and then we should be back with episode 10 and we've got a few things up for our, uh, episode 22 in fact and we should be uh, have some interesting stuff up our sleeves for that one so thanks again to Richie and Maria oh, thank you very much. and we'll see everyone next time